I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Today's episode of Two in the Think Tank is brought to you by Harry's. Oh, the razor company. The razor company, Alastair, the one that is a better way to shave. Don't spend $4 per blade. I'm not going to do that anymore. I'll tell you what, how about a better idea? Spend nothing. Get a free introductory trial pack from Harry's. Well, that sounds like an incredible idea. Alastair, I just came up with it then. I don't know. We'll talk to some people behind the scenes and see if we can make it happen by the time this episode comes out. Okay. I'm I'm a pretty big mover and a medium-sized shaker, I reckon. If they go to harrys.com forward slash slash think tank. tank. By the time this episode comes out, there'll be some kind of deal where if you go to that site, you'll get, I don't know, like $13 worth of free shaving gear. A weighted handle? Look, I don't want to get ahead of myself. I'm pretty confident I'm going to be able to get him a weighted handle, some uh, shaving cream, maybe a little, maybe a little travel case for your for your blade. Get you that five blade razor, you know, with the with the also the little thing that uh, does up under your nose. Oh yeah, you know, that's, a little that's, fine detail. I've never used anything so useful. I ha- I haven't either. It's like the potato peeler for under your nose. That's how that that I reckon that's probably what they'll go with as the like the marketing tag yeah. mm-hmm. for that. But anyway, look, all of this is speculation. I don't even know if there is a company called Harry's. So, there is, okay. there is Andy, and everything right. that you've suggested, almost like in the secret, it's yes. all come true. This is so good for us, and it's good for the listeners of Two in the Think Tank. Harrys.com forward slash Think Tank. We'll have some more details. About there's heaps more to say. We'll have more details mm-hmm. later on in the Absolutely. show. Alistair, that was really good. Um, welcome to, me, to, to me, to me, what I was doing was really good. Yeah, I really, really liked what you were doing a lot. sounded great. It was beautiful. It reminded yeah. me of the springtime. Really? Yeah. Yeah? I am so sorry. That was my telephone making a sound. You know, it's always me that gets my phone mm-hmm. buzzing and ringing during the episodes. And uh, look... The fact that you're doing it is great. It takes a bit of heat off me, but also can't help but feel you're kind of stealing my thing. Like I've been noticing recently on the show, you've been trying to like get your own thing, you know, so people know which one you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, at the moment we're more or less indistinguishable. I find that if I could get my own thing by stealing some of your things and mm. removing your things. Mm. Um, then I don't need to get a thing. Yeah, because you know? I'll be the guy without any things. And then your thing will be that you have some things. Yeah, like, you know, I have the accent, you don't have an accent. Is this a good uh, character oh, wait, actually, trait? Actually, no, to most of our listeners, since I guess a, I guess a lot of our listeners live in the UK and, and in the United States, so to both of them, 
Actually, no, to the United States people, I probably don't have an accent. I don't have an accent. Although people in Canada do think that I have an accent. So it's, I think maybe the people in in, 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 in New, United States, they might think I have an accent because they, they go, oh, you sound a bit Australian, they would say if they were putting on an Australian accent. You did accent. then. You sounded really Australian just yeah. then. If they tune in just for that bit, they'll definitely think that you have an accent. Yeah. Anyway, I don't have an accent. I have a neutral voice. It's like milk poured over... Uh, sponge cake. That's my, that's my uh, voice. Really? Yeah. Like what kind of milk? Full cream? Full cream. Full cream milk poured over uh, a sponge with like a layer of uh, extra cream in the middle. That's my voice. But why is that? Why is there no accent in that? Because it's neutral. It's like it doesn't exist. Well, but wouldn't water be like a neutral? No, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> It's just sort of soggy, wet, like, white sponge cake. That's neutrality. <laughs> <laughs> Not like transparent, flavorless. No, 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 kind of no, stuff. no, no, no. Soggy, wet, white sponge like cake. Like room temperature. A little bit vanilla. Yeah. No, but like vanilla? Vanilla yeah. is a flavor. No, no, neutral. No, but it's like sweet and it kind of like. It, it has notes. I reckon you could be eating some soggy, wet, white sponge cake right now, you wouldn't even know about it. What if I told you? Mm. That's like, you know. I think if it was soggy, I would know. No, I think because I, I, I kind of find that that texture quite icky. I think uh, it's like uh, the neutrino. We have billions passing through our bodies at any moment without mm. us noticing. I reckon at any given moment, there's a fifty-fifty chance you're eating soggy, wet, white sponge cake, yeah. and you would just have no way of detecting it because that's how. How do you think it gets it is. in? Is it like? Is there an operation? Like, is there not like a doctor's operation kind of thing? Mm. Although that would be one way that they could get it into sure. your body. Yeah, great way. Imagine if every time you wanted to have a meal, you had to have someone cut your chest open and stick it into your oh, stomach. Through the chest to through get down. The chest. <laughs> to get down Wrenching into the belly. The ribs open. <laughs> oh, I mean, it feels, I guess if they were trying to get to the esophagus and rather than straight into the belly. where they're trying to get to. Yeah, right. Um, the esophagus. The esophagus. Is that Greek? Yeah. But I guess there's, there's ways that maybe like, you know, because you leave your mouth open sometimes during the day at times where you're not thinking about it. That's me. And maybe either, either straws could be going in there or maybe could, some people could be spitballing sort of this kind of cake stuff into your mouth. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, a, that's what I'm saying. It's a, it's, a, it's a real good chance that that's happening. You don't realize you're eating it, but the people throwing it around, they probably don't even realize they're throwing it around. Could be easiest... The easiest way they could get you to eat it without you knowing mm. would be for it to be in the air and you're breathing it in. That's what it is. Much in the same way that we breathe out carbon dioxide, which is how we l- lose weight, mm-hmm. right? That's where we lose our weight. Yes. That's where our weight goes is into the air. Yes. We could gain, be gaining weight because, I mean, almost it doesn't make sense that the West is so fat, does it? <laughs> there must be some explanation. There's, there's got to be I something. I wonder if anyone's been looking into an explanation. Well... You know, so I, what if is there a chance that somebody's been vaporizing cake? Is the air fatting? Is, fattening? is, is the air fatting us up? Are we being fatted? Are by we the being air? fatted? I think I've been <laughs> infatted. It's air, air, air and fattening. It's getting in through the lungs. That's how it happens. Makes sense because mm-hmm. the the lungs have has no use for grease. I think, and so it just lets it go. It lets us through a, the wall. This is a great. Uh, uh, sort of a th- thing for the Joker maybe to be doing in a Batman movie. Oh, yeah. Vaporising cake. 
and mm-hmm. pumping it into the atmosphere of Gotham, Gotham yeah. so that everyone becomes obese yeah. uh, and, you know, comorbidity increases and over the time comorbidity comorbidity i believe are like associated illnesses that you get from obesity yeah right especially in cake in the lungs cake in the- <laughs> <laughs> like where they do an autopsy and his yeah. lungs are full of cake yeah oh he's got blonde lung you know and you know it's like black lung from yeah, the mines, but, but it's good. being in the baker's thing it's something baker oh this is normally something only bakers get Mm, they uh, they they like they're doing the autopsy and they have the lungs open there in front of them. They're all white and spongy, mm. and the, uh, <laughs> the the whoever the, the coroner called, the coroner runs a finger through it and tastes it, and then like, oh, yeah, vanilla sponge. <laughs> yeah, that's icing. That's icing sugar. <laughs> I mean, but what you know? If it wasn't, if it wasn't the uh, the Joker, is there a terrorist group that could be behind this? Well, you know? in the in the Dark Knight, uh, the fir- the first remake, the Christopher Nolan Batman, mm. they were putting something into the water. It was the it was the Joker. Uh, oh, the, no, the Scarecrow was putting something into the. Uh, it's about time somebody put something into the air. Exactly, mm. right? And uh, it was making people all scared. This one, uh, diabetes in the air. Yeah, right. Of course, and then. Easier to chase people if they lose their feet. Great. So first, (laughs) I guess it's a guy. He is himself lazy. Yes. You know, and he would love to decrease the amount of work that he has to put in to chasing people. To chase. (laughs) He still wants. He loves the thrill of the chase. As a kid, he was slow, and he always got caught in chasings. Mm. He was always it. He calls himself it. Oh, is it the clown? It's the clown. Oh, no. <laughs> that clown, you know, I mean, yeah, he could, couldn't leave the sewers, though, so it's got to be different. Um, what about what about Taggy? Could he be Taggy? Yeah, no. great. Tips? Mm, Tipsy? Tippy? Chase, chaser? The chaser? chaser? Um, I think the chaser. Yeah, the chaser. Yeah. yeah. And um, uh, he, uh, he, he wants to slow everybody down. Mm-hmm. So he can catch Because he's still not very good at running. He's he's been it his entire life. He he's could never have been able to catch. He could kind of have those things. Yeah, that's that's good. He's been it his entire life, and mm. that's what's mm. that's been burning him up inside. Maybe he could be like it boy, it boy, it boy, uh, fit bit. Oh, <laughs> um, no, but that's you know it's got two its in it. But then it's, it also oh, sounds like he's fit. His slogan is something about like survival of the fittest. It's survival of it. the ittest or something, like yeah. that. or fattest, maybe. Yeah. Oh, but that's. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Or you know, what's that thing about? I don't have to outswim the shark. I just have to outswim you. Yeah, that's like true. that. Yeah. It's all that kind of stuff, mm. right? And then he, then when everybody's what if he's really just got obese, sore legs? They have no legs. He's sore legs. He's called sore legs. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> But his and greatest joy is chasing. He loves chasing, but he's never been able to catch anybody because he's got a sore leg. Sore legs. And then he can have some sort of quip about it is uh, right now. It is I who will have who has sore legs, but soon it will be you who has your legs sore off. There you go. That'll yeah. work if he's British or Australian. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or else it will be like uh, at the moment it is I who has sore legs, although 
In a minute, it'll be you that will get your legs soared off. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. pretty good. That's <laughs> it so still works. Yeah, not quite, but a hundred. Like you know, let's say sixty percent. Sixty percent. That's how he operates. He's always operating at sixty percent. <laughs> I'd say he's almost a forty percent guy. Okay, great. Not even a pass, but he's lowering the standard mm. of fitness so. through cake air. Cake air. Yeah. I think, like, because uh, we've already got mustard gas. Why do all the gases have to be savoury? Why true. not a sweet gas? <laughs> um, um, uh, and happy birth, happy birthday is his uh, his sort of creepy song, like a slow version oh, but of Happy Birthday. What about it's the Beatles version of Happy Birthday? So, you, so like <laughs> that'll cost more in rights. Good one. <laughs> Good call. Sure. No, but I mean, like you know, you're. Um, you're sort of just you're playing in the playground with your yep. kid, mm-hmm. and you just hear this. But but through like it's like played it's played by circus. Yeah, circus stuff, stuff obviously. Sort yeah, of creepy that creepy. horn or organ or whatever it yeah. is. Yeah, horn organ. Single snare. He's also wearing a one-man band thing. <laughs> Is he it's, the one-man bandit? He's the... <laughs> maybe, I mean, maybe... Could maybe, he be working with the one-man bandit? I, I think he works with the one-man <laughs> bandit, who he gets to play his intro song. His intro song before he pumps cake into the atmosphere. <laughs> I think it's about time. It's. I think, like, if anyone is going to create an alternative superhero universe, mm. at the moment there's just Marvel and DC and then the one with Spawn mm. in it. Mm. Right? And I don't know about those other ones. I don't know anything about Spawn. Me neither. I know there was a movie. His cape seemed to be involved. Seems very often, right? You've got the big, you've got your big comic book studios, mm-hmm. right? You've got your Marvels, you've got your DCs. Yeah. And then you have sort of solitary lunatics who have one valuable property yeah. that they keep trying to get money out of. Sure. That's my understanding from listening to the Weekly Planet. Yeah, right. The solitary lunatics, the vigilante comic guys. Who is a vi- vigilante? Who's vigilante comics? What uh, have just, they done? No, that's a, that was a thing I made up. Okay. But who's, what's an example of one of those? Spawn. Spawn. Another one, Howard the Duck. Oh, right. So Howard the Duck isn't like. Marvel. I think he was part of Marvel, but the guy who created him tried to do all this independent stuff with him. Anyway, look, are you listen listen to listen to Bloody Do Go On. They talk about it on one of their recent episodes. Bloody Do Go On. Also, listen to Primates, Matt Stewart from Do Go On's new podcast mm-hmm. about uh, monkey movies. Yeah, Alistair about, and I are about, on the first two episodes. It's about apes and pop, pop, popular culture. Sure, monkey movies. Monkey <laughs> movies. I mean, it sounds so dismissive. <laughs> um... <laughs> Um, as, uh, I had another slogan for him. Because uh, oh. at the moment it's from, uh, you know, looking at apes in film or popular no, culture no, no, from sorry. Chimpan A to Chimpan Z. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, you're talking I was about... talking about our, our, our cake in the air guy. Sure. But, um, no, it's, it's fine. It's, oh, uh, no, that's right. It was, a, it was a different guy who's very similar, yeah. right? But he's with meat. Right, instead of cake. Yeah, right, and his slogan is, I'm a brush of... 
I'm a breath of flesh air. <laughs> and there's just meat in the air. Yeah. He vaporizes meat. Yeah. And you breathe it in. He could, he could just have meat breath. Yeah, meat breath. Just strong <laughs> meat breath. <laughs> oh, what do you picture when you picture meat breath? Because I'm now, as mm. soon as you say that, I think raw meat. Yeah. Well, that smell when you open like a... butcher's? A, yeah. I mean, that's not, it's not a weak power to have, to you be reckon? able to, to, to uh, smell like a butcher's. I mean, that would be, you could, you I think you could rob a, ba- rob a bank with that. Do you, do you think he'd be one of those ones like Superman where he's almost overpowered, where they're always struggling to find ways for the... <laughs> it's actually impenetrable. For flesh air to be defeated. <laughs> We Just didn't realise when we created Flesh Air, the meat breather, uh, that it was going to be... We'd really made a rod for our own backs by creating this character who was so powerful with his ability to breathe out air that smelled like a butcher shop. <laughs> <laughs> it was so off-putting. The only person we thought who could stop him mm. was, uh, was the guy who can make that sensation of stepping on seaweed with your bare feet. <laughs> Which I guess his name would be uh, Sea Feet. Sea Feet. <laughs> but imagine if he could make you feel that, even within your shoes. He's like he's got psychonetic powers, yeah, like that. But all that he can do is create the sensation under your feet mm-hmm. of having s- seaweed, like you're stepping in a lake, and and there's the unknown in there. Yeah, I mean, that's an awful, awful feeling. Mm. It's probably one of the biggest downsides of lakes, you know? Yeah. Like, I, mean, I, th- I reckon lakes would absolutely be able to mix it with the ocean if it weren't for that sludgy seaweed stuff yeah. that they have in all of that. I so don't grassy, love, I mean, sludgy. Yeah, and it's also the consistency of their sort of dirty silt. Yeah, but yeah. it always feels like it's got a bit of that weedy, sludgy business yeah, in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's too much... I think maybe there's something about their plants in there that creates something a bit gelatinous that gets mm. into their soil yeah. that means that they're a bit yucky, yucky. And then on top of that... A bit yucky, yucky. A bit yucky, yucky. And then on top of that, you get the actual seaweed, which is one of the worst sensations. Terrible. So, uh, and, and look, I love fresh water. <laughs> I, if, I made it, if I made it sound like I had anything bad against fresh water... Yeah. <laughs> I apologize. I would like to apologize to all the listeners. I love fresh, clean water. Mm, I just hope nobody takes that clip out of context. No. I, <laughs> again, if I, you know, hopefully they allow this bit to get in there. I want to mm. be clear. I love clear fresh, as fresh water. Clear as fresh. Although, to clean be honest, water. fresh water is very often like sort of a bit siltier than, than seawater. I know, but I love. Fresh, clean, unsalted water. Sure, yeah. Trickling over rocks? I mean, or into my mouth. Hey. (laughs) Mouth rocks, the teeth. Yeah, Trickling over the mouth rocks that are the teeth into the... uh... The tongue really is the riverbed of of the body. Yeah, yeah. Is that your phone again? I think that might be yours, Andy. My God, we are... It's it's Beck Petratus calling me. You know Rebecca Petratus? Yeah. Yeah, we were talking about her on one of our other podcasts recently. 
See, because we do a podcast, Patreon only, exclusive yeah. uh, podcast. Uh, yeah. One about sitcoms and one about where we come up with five ideas of on based on something that you guys suggested. I'm going to pause the podcast and call it back. Okay. Now, we're back. Now we are back. You're right. Yep. Um, I wanted to think. Like, I mean, look, just as a place where we can store ideas. Yes. Would it, and this is what I was trying to say before, would it make sense for us to at least just label a potential new uh, superhero comic book universe that we could just put some of these characters into? Yeah, I think that's a great idea. So we're going to start our own extended universe. Well, I think it's... Our own Marvel, our own DCEU. I just think if we start putting people in there, then something, you know, might emerge. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Uh, I yeah. don't know exactly what. Possibly a universe for comic book characters. And, um, you know, but at the moment, I mean, we got the Chaser, who's got sore legs. Uh, we've got the One Man Bandit, and we got Flesh Air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, look, that is absolutely enough to kick off this universe. Yeah, I mean, they they live somewhere. They gotta be all right, and I think. Absolutely, they're all in the same reality. I mean, they're even, of a, they're of a kind. I mean, this doesn't seem um, this doesn't seem wrong to say that maybe that they would be in a space between spaces. Mm, sure. So, like an inverse kind of thing. Sort of like the a, inverse. An innerverse, I think maybe the inverse kind of sounds just like it's the opposite. Yeah, but it's kind of also in. Oh, I mean, sure. Innerverse, sinnerverse. Sinnerverse? Because <laughs> they're evil, mm. right? What about the sinner universe? That's <laughs> no good, is it? <laughs> um, look, we just need a name. Like DC, have got DC for District of Columbia. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, Marvel <laughs> have got Marvel for, for, for things that are marvelous. I assume. And that you look at, you know, and, 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 and go, oh, wow. Wide-eyed. Yeah. yeah. Um, wide-eyedly? The wide-eyed universe. Wide-eyed universe? Does that sound like we're talking about white people? No, wide-eyed? Oh, I guess because of the Caucasian stereotypical wide-eye. Is that what you're saying? Well, yeah, I think I just it's just something I heard. Or are you thinking of like a sort of a stretched open anus? No. Well, I mean, I'm always thinking about that, Andy, as you know. <laughs> but um, but, but uh, what, what, I, what I was just, I think in a South Park episode... There was an Asian character that called the white people wide eyes. Uh, okay. I mean, it's not crazy sure, for us sure, to sure. do that, but then I feel like I'm, then I'm, it's kind of alluding to other types of eyes, and I don't necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. What about white eye? <laughs> Perfect. Hey. <Okay. laughs> um, maybe let's get away from eyes. Um, what about the mind hole universe? Mind hole universe. Yeah. Sure. Uh, what about something like hole is just such a word that's used. Oh, it's click a, hole and that's Click sort of hole. Thing. It's, it's very yeah, popular yeah. at the moment. So Trench? Uh, mind trench? <laughs> yeah. Look, I'm into it. Great. Mind trench comics. Yeah. All right. And we're going right. to plow that particular furrow. Um, what uh, about just trench comics? Sure. Yeah? Yeah. Do you think trench? Furrow? Furrow? Yeah, great. Look. <laughs> Mia furrow? No. <laughs> Look, it's it's in the Faro <laughs> extended universe. Yeah, yeah, right. great. Um, and uh, I 
right now, I'm just going to say yeah. I'm going to be the one who uh, who splits off um, because I'm not happy with the deal I got on uh, merchandising. Great. You know, yeah. I think it's important that you know what your character is going in. Mm. Mine's the guy who's angry about his cut of the merchandise. Yeah. And Every band need one needs one. Mm. Every movie franchise needs one. Yeah, and I'm going to get some very distinctive facial feature mm. and I'm going to start appearing just very briefly in all of the uh, comics and, and comic films. Great. Occur. Great. So, so far you're going to be that guy. So far we only have villains. Yeah. But it's possible because maybe our universe is actually quite young and nobody's actually doing that well yet, you know? Right. Well, you're saying that um, the opposite of villainy, being a good guy, is kind of a luxury. Is that well, what you're saying? It's a privilege. It's a, it's a you know, it's, I, a, it's not an innate part of the human condition. It's a mm. thing that we convince ourselves that we are good, but only once we've taken care of ourselves and we're at a certain level of privilege. I think that it's easier to get paid as a villain because you're stealing. Right. It's it's built into the business model. Yeah, it's built into <laughs> it's the right business. There. <laughs> but whereas as a good guy, you kind of still have to have a day job unless there's reward money. That's interesting, isn't it? Like like Batman and so on. Mm. They're already he's already a a billionaire. Yeah, he's like, a billionaire. He's already rich. Yeah. No wonder he stops people from stealing. He yeah. doesn't know what it's like. Well, he also doesn't want to have his own stuff stolen. So he's <laughs> It's quite selfish. Yeah, he's getting he's getting the criminals while they're small time crooks. Mm-hmm. A lot of them, you know, some of the you know he's just in the alleyways stopping small time crooks, hitting them on the head. Because you know, stealing a handbag, uh, you know, bopping somebody in the eye. Bopping. These, these are the <laughs> gateway crimes to bigger things like bank heists and uh, you know, I guess uh, vault heists as well. Like stealing a whole lot of gym equipment. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's okay. <laughs> like Paul Volt. Um, um, uh, okay. So, do we need a? Are you saying we need a good guy, or are we saying it's a universe where we've only got villains and then civilians? Well, so far. Well, I, actually, so far, so far, we only had that. But I was actually saying. Yeah, I mean, you misinterpreted me, but I was happy to go with it. Great. Um, what I was actually saying is that none of the characters are actually have that great pow- that great of powers Not, nobody's really excelled in the sure, field of even yeah. villainy yeah. or or uh, or goodness but so far there's just nobody good what about this character yeah. right he's called the civilian right okay. he's like he, and he's just like you or me yeah except he's evil so he kind of just a wears like ordinary guy yeah, he just wears a, like a plain <laughs> sort of outfit yeah like a like a blue sweatshirt yeah yeah <laughs> long sleeve sweatshirt that he got from Kmart and he's one of those guilty bystanders, you know? Mm. He was at the scene of the crime. He wasn't involved, but he's definitely a bad guy. He always... He whenever, would have been involved if he'd been invited. Whenever there's a crime that's occurred and, and police have to say, back behind the lines again, he's always the one who's in front of the line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've just been struck by the civilian. <laughs> civilian. Oh, no, that's what it already is. Mm. <clears throat> um, great. So, I mean, he's even, if anything, even less evil than the other guy. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Has even fewer powers. Yeah. He's just a bit of an irritant. But look, we can just leave this open mm. as, a, as a thing. So, so far, look, we've, we've still only got one thing written down because really it's all part of the Furrow Comics universe. Yeah. Um, yeah. At the moment, which is, you know, none of them are kind of an extended 
sketch, really. No, no, barely. I mean, cake in the lungs obviously is a solid idea. I think there's something very much yeah. in cake in the lungs. Yeah. Um. I, yeah, and I yeah I could I'd be happy to see a, a series of things that, um, could uh, could happen in there. Well, I mean. Sorry to keep going down this angle. No, that's okay, Andrew. But if there was one good guy mm. or girl who fits in with this world, yeah. what would they be? Like whose powers are sort of on a par with uh, with <laughs> with all of these people. Mm, kind of like a lead poisoning based super like superhero. Right, but they're good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean they could they would use it for good. <laughs> I mean, this is the thing. It seems to be yeah. random what powers you get. Yeah, exactly. But certainly some of them are much easier to use for good yeah. than others. Yeah, right. Superman. Like, like uh, you know, Spider-Man, yeah. he's the one who has, with great power comes great responsibility. But yeah. he's got really good powers, right? Some powers, it just mm. seems like it's all responsibility. Like, like lead poisoning girl. Right? Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. She's um, all she. Her whole life. I think they call is it just, a lead belly. <laughs> lead belly. Yeah. <laughs> all she has is just the responsibility of trying to keep her body yeah. out of bodies of drinking water. That's true. Fresh yeah. water, which you would love. Mm, I absolutely love that stuff, and uh, and I hope nobody goes on Twitter and tries to spread words that I don't like. Fresh drinking water. So really all she could do is maybe like tap into like a villain's water supply to their house, maybe mm. introduce some lead in. But really all that's going to do is sort of introduce lead poisoning, which drives people insane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, she, she has a real slow effect. But I guess, I guess she's, if she's, her power is lead poisoning, is that she doesn't necessarily control getting the lead into people. Right. Is that she controls how their body reacts to it? Because I guess we all have lead in our body, a little bit, a little probably. bit of yeah, lead. Yeah, yeah. I guess do we all have a little bit of lead? In I our mean, body? I hope so. Everyone's got a little bit of lead in them. That's what I've always said. My dad used to say that as well. I think I've realized. I, think. I was thinking of iron. <laughs> Everybody's got a bit of lead. You know, there's lead in all your <laughs> on all your regular foods. You know, I I like this. All right, new, new idea. Okay. Right. You know, people people's talk about carbon dioxide can't be bad, right? Yeah. Well, everybody's everybody's got uh, everyone breathes out carbon dioxide. It's a life gas. Yeah, it's that's trees right. need it to survive. Mm-hmm. I want a guy who tries to pull that with lead. Think, everybody's got a little bit of lead in them. Yeah. All right. Everybody's got a bit a little bit of cyanide. Yeah. It can't be that bad for you. Our bodies have got have got lead in them. Anyway, yeah, I think he's a great guy. So why would they? Why why are we unhappy? This lead in the ground. I guess it would make. I mean, look, this is if it's either that guy or you know, lead belly. Mm. Uh, she would probably get offended when people said bad things about lead. Mm. Um, yeah, she's a she's a lead defender. The lead defender. <laughs> Maybe we've got to get off all of this superhero stuff. I don't know if it's taking us anywhere else. Dave. I think that there is absolutely a sketch show yep. that is based in superheroes. Great. But without, like, I mean, this is not going to tap into, the, you know, because, I mean, if you were to make a sketch show that was based on a Marvel, uni- Marvel Universe superheroes, there'd be a huge audience in that. 
right? Yeah. Because people want to see that, and even some of the films, you know, Taika's kind of done that with some of the films. And... A bit of some goofs, you know? But... A bit of meta goofy. That's not what I'm interested Wait, in. I don't give a fucking shit. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I want... Car- new new characters who have funny, characters. Who, who, who get f- in, involved in funny situations. Yes. And I mean, look, there's actually potentially a, a whole sitcom in it. Could be a whole sitcom. Right? It's Led just a town. Girl. It's just a town where there's, where there's superheroes and weird stuff happens. Like, there's just no civilians. Except for the civilian, <laughs> civilian, civilian. He's the closest thing. It, it, see, this is the thing about the civilian. Yeah. Right? His name, it feels like it should be a good pun. Yeah. And it feels like it should roll off the tongue, but it doesn't. No. <laughs> and that's, that's the first way that he gets you. He's as difficult to say as he is to put up with. The civilian, civilian, civilian. <laughs> mm. I thought it would be catchy. But it's not. Um, all right, all right how about on. this, Alistair? Okay, Andrew. Shoes for your hands. Okay, I'm listening. <laughs> so not gloves. <laughs> not gloves. Okay. Absolutely not, no. Are they made for walking on the ground? These shoe hands were made for walking, yes. So for people who walk on their hands? Uh, no, but or I, for when you want to do all fours? I, okay, may, I mean, quite possibly. We've certainly got those shoes, mm. right, those running shoes that are like barefoot running shoes. Yep. They're great. Right? That are supposedly... And disgusting. And disgusting, and they're supposedly better for running. Yeah. Right? I think maybe the science behind that has been disproven. Yeah. Anyway. Sure. That free running, barefoot running business. Mm. Now, I'm not talking about barefoot running. I'm talking about closed toe handing. Hand, hand running. Handsing. And maybe just doing regular hands things, but with a closed toed shoe okay. on your hands. So not mittens? If we're saying the barefoot is better for running, yeah. I'm saying the closed-to-toe hand shoe is better for typing. Well, first of all... Manipulating uh, objects. Hands, when you yes. use them for tasks, mm-hmm. they're, very sensitive. they're very sensitive to touch, and that can be distracting. Right. <laughs> and I think it might make you... It's uh, too sympathetic or empathetic. Absolutely. It gets in the way of, like, business decisions. Yes. (laughs) Cold, hard logic demands you to feel less. Mm -hmm. So there's also, not only do they not feel things, they've also been given a numbing agent on the inside. Okay. You know, like on the inside of some condoms. Mm. They use that same stuff that people use to prolong sex, but they use it so so that people... Can you got numb hands. You got numb hands, so you don't even shoes. feel the inside of the shoe. You don't feel your hands sweating, things like that, right? And that way you can have a clear head mm-hmm. for when you're making business decisions. Yeah, I think, you know, also when you're writing an email, mm-hmm. right, tap that out with your big hand hoof shoes. Bigger bigger keyboards right? for people who, so they just have <laughs> single, you know, clip-clop, clip-clopping <laughs> like that. It's a clip-clop board. Perfect. Yeah, a clop board. Yeah. I uh I think uh good. Yeah, I think that's good. I think you know in the office hand shoes. <laughs> not sand shoes. Not a sand lot of shoes, people are gonna think shoes. that you're saying sand shoes. They're not. You're not. You're saying yeah. Now, shoes. now, do you want shoes oh, for your? God. Do you want shoes for your knees so that you can crawl on all fours? Yes. Because I know it, it's quite 
hard on the knees sometimes to be down there if let's say you have children or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, do you think having shoes for your knees and your hands would increase the amount that you play with your children? Yeah. I think the sensitivity of our hands and mm. our knees is actually a barrier between us and our kids. And I think kids will thank you mm. when you get down there and you stroke their hair with your shoes. <laughs> the <laughs> you rubber, get down on rubber your knee shoes, their hair. You, you, you caress, you pinch their cheeks. With your hand shoes. Researchers have found that early man did not uh, caress and show affection to their kids with their hands right. like modern man does. Yes. That's a modern invention. It used to be more like horses and it would be rubbing uh, heads against each other. Right. And by having these exposed hands, which used to be covered in calluses and, right. and dirt and, and, and just clumps, and holding rocks a holding lot of the time. rocks and, and sort of just blood and mm. different things that were covering the you hands. You know what? There's a good point in this. Mm. I reckon when we were living in the trees, we would have been holding on the branches. We wouldn't have had free hands to be caressing our kids. It wasn't these hands weren't made for caressing. If you touch <laughs> if you were touching your kids at all, what's free? It's your knees and your elbows. Yeah. I think most parenting and should head. be done with knees, elbows, and head. Yeah. And that's that's why we're starting to cover at least the hands. Mm. Uh, no more elbow. We're going to take the shoes off your knees. That's yeah. the latest research. Put them on your says, elbows. <laughs> first they thought knees were bad. Now we're back in. Knees are good. You know, it's a bit like coffee. People that were, that were flip-flopping all mm-hmm. over the way. But the important thing is that now you're getting a closer connection with your kid. You know? Because with the... With, Head-to-head contact, the mouth is close to the ear, which, uh, which allows yes. for, for, for whispering and more lovings, and which releases pheromones <laughs> and, uh, and good chemicals. Yeah, See? you're working for this, Alastair, and I love it. No, well, look, it's not, it's not hard it's to not do. It's not work. This isn't it's, hard. It's this not rolls. hard to do because it's, it's, it's uh, organic, and, and this is actually how parenting was, was it, meant to be. It makes a lot of sense. It's common sense parenting. It's it's paleo parenting in a way, isn't it? For be- yeah, for yeah, and paleo business decisions and as well. And paleo business decisions decisions. Since I started, when the com- cavemen were making business decisions, yeah. <laughs> they weren't using typing emails using their fingers. Mm-hmm. They were sending messages by throwing rocks at one another's heads. That's right. And when we bring that into the modern office, what are we talking? Big rock in each hand. Type on a huge clacky keyboard. <laughs> Actually, the benefits of having a big lump on your head have mm. we've been we've lost that as well. That's because, more brain space. Well, yeah, and, and that used to be that we would actually because when you, what happens when you get a big lump on your head? Is this from being hit with a rock? From being hit with a thrown rock. Yeah. Right. Is that your head becomes extra sensitive, and then you can you can feel changes in temperatures. You can feel the wind, and you can communicate with your kids better because you you've got your heads close together. You've got your heads close together. Pheromones, pheromones, uh, organic parenting, mm. dirt cloths all over your body. Yeah. Now, just to bring it quickly back to uh, Scarecrow in uh, Batman, when he had that chemical that you smell that makes you really scared. Yeah. Should have called it a scaramone. That's true. He was. He didn't maximize his pun opportunities. Pun opportunities. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, um, he look that Hessian sack over his head just doesn't seem like a good idea. It's it's this is, and th- have I told you this? Have we talked about this on the podcast? That all the it's very cool now 
for guys in your Robin Hoods, your Assassin's Creed's, to have a big old hood yeah. over their head. Just covering most of your peripheral. Most of your peripheral vision. Oh, it's not like I'm in some kind of profession where <laughs> seeing people approaching me from the side or, yeah. you know, whatever, is in some way useful. Somehow masking your ears My a ears so big I can't amounts hear of as well. <laughs> Yeah. Big loose flowing. I'm jumping off the tops of buildings, mm-hmm, hoping to mm-hmm. just hoping to just spot a ledge on the way down. Yeah, no, you need full visibility, mm. right? I'm talking shaved head. Yeah, and then maybe like a mirror, right? That's attached to your nose. That's like shaped like a little triangle, mm. right? So yeah. you're getting a little reflection out left and right. That would be good. You get a bit more side view. See if there's any. Torches or something coming your way. Fireflies. Fireflies or torches. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Both of those things. Flaming arrows. I mean, that's possibly even more of a risk. Yeah. yeah. Um, earlier when you said that Spider-Man had powers that were good and that mm. they were easy to do good with, I think that Spider-Man actually has unbelievably shit powers. and what are you he's talking about? And he's done unbelievably well to get anything out of them. <laughs> Now, in the more modern Spider-Man, does he have the webs? He's made uh, those as web slingers. They're a little robotic thing. Oh, so that's a thing that yeah. he's added? Your, your Tom Holland has has made those himself. So really, he can't thank the spider for that at all. No, 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 no. Okay. Because even that doesn't seem like it's a good... That's not even a good skill. Being able to st- throw out sticky... Oh, oh, yeah. Well, okay, sure. So it hasn't worked for spiders... Uh, One of the most successful yeah. organisms on the earth. No, 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 no. At catching, they don't use that in any way like Spider-Man does. You're right. They do it to set traps. Yes. And make their homes. Right. Right. He is shooting long, uh, just string, thick, sticky string, like essentially bungee cord mm. of stickiness yep. out. Uh, it just seems like a nightmare. Uh, he is launching himself off of buildings. That doesn't like. Really, that's a guy who's insane. That's a guy who is... Who's making it work somehow. Who's making it absolutely found some what insane equili- equilibrium that, that an, an, like, it's only through absolute... Like, there's probably... Everybody has Spider-Man powers, but nobody has the guts to, to, to live it out in that, the way that he building. did. L- leaving that shit dangling off of buildings all over the place. Oh, well, that's irresponsible. It's a form of vandalism. Cobwebs. At that, and that, you know, what they're hanging off a building. Mm. He's swinging, swinging, swinging. He must leave, like, on, a, on even a small swing run, mm. 10, 20 webs, right? And this stuff is strong, mm. sticky, sticky, indestructible. Made it in his... I mean, I don't even know how he's got that much stuff, the absolute volume of material Alistair. that he would have to be carrying around with himself. You're right. Window cleaners hate this guy. Window, window cleaners hate him. That's the... Uh... I'd like to see... Do you remember what it's like being in your 20s? I sometimes look back at that period of my life and laugh just as much as I cringe. If you do the same, then you've got to watch Queenie, the new original series on Hulu. Who is Queenie? Queenie is a 20-something year old living in London. She's facing all the firsts. First major heartbreak, first shitty apartment and soul-sucking job, first therapy session to work through those mommy issues. Can she turn her quarter-life crisis into a revolution? Maybe. Will she make some questionable decisions along the way? Definitely. All episodes of Queenie premiere June 7th, streaming on Hulu. 
Spider-Man from the point of view of the window cleaners. Now this is a story. Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> everything's about perspective, mm. right? And uh, and I think the perspective of, of the window cleaners is probably one that has not been very well explored. In terms of diversity, in it's definitely uh, a story that hasn't been told. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, you get guys who are lead journalist operations or journalistic operations. J. Mm. Jonah Jameson. Sure. Right? You get just aunts yep. and uncles. Very sure. very well covered. Yeah. Stories told. Great. Seen it. Okay. Move on. What else? But there's there's more to life yeah. than just <laughs> journalistic, you know. Bosses. Bosses and uncles aunts and aunts. <laughs> And also love interests of uncertain jobs. I don't know what it, what she does or any uh, of them do. Actors, I believe. Look, anyway, you're right, Alastair. I'm happy if you would like to write down a sketch from the point of view of uh, window I mean, cleaners. I did poo-poo the idea of doing sketches based on Marvel comics yeah. earlier. but Yeah. Anyway, we can un-poo-poo it. You can put that poo back in. All right. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, absolutely. And while you're writing that down, Alistair, uh, I'd just like to quickly again mention uh, Harry's, the um, Harry's Razors. I've, I was talking about it at the start of the show. Right. And I was saying I'd hook something up anyway. What I is heard this? back. Yeah. Well, after I talked to Beck on the phone, I had a quick chat with the guys. Harry's, they absolutely will do this for our listeners. Wow. We have a special deal. Okay. If you go to harrys.com forward slash think tank, you'll be able to get yourself that sample pack, that starter pack. Yeah. Absolutely free. What's in there? You're, I'm talking weighted ergonomic handle. I'm <gasps> talking one of the most beautiful razor, precision engineered, German manufactured razor heads that you will ever see mm. or experience. Mm. Right? And I've used this not in the last two weeks, but before then I had a shave and it oh, was absolutely. delightful. We were getting comments on Twitter. Yeah. People showing a lot of love. Uh, looking good. Yeah. You know? People were looking good looking at you. That's, That's not- right. That's, this is a shave that doesn't just make you look good. It makes the people who notice it look good because it, it shows they've got good taste. It, ch- it changes the shape of the viewer's face. Yeah, changes a, the thing that is observed, mm, the act of observing. It's, I think they might be quantum blades. I, can't, I haven't spoken to the guys at Harry's personally. There's got to be some kind of entanglement. There's absolutely entanglement involved. And you're getting a little uh, travel case for your for your razor there and you're getting some of the most delightful shaving cream it's that stuff that comes out as gel and mm. then turns into foam when you rub it on your face it's actually oh uh, boy it's actually a fluid dynamics kind of marvel it is it is mm. it's a phenomenon mm. I think but, I think it might be it goes from s- semi-fluid to some kind of semi-gas mm. like some kind of bubble it's doing like half a phase change yeah it's, uh, it's an I incredible it. move uh, and that's uh, if you go to harrys.com forward slash think tank. Those are the guys from Harry's. They've sold trillions of razors to billions of universes. Absolutely. And they are good guys. And, and they're helping out the podcast as yeah. well. If you go along to that website. So you, if you help them, you're helping help us. You're helping and, us. Yeah, but mostly you're helping yourself and people who see you. Yeah. Harrys.com forward slash think tank. Alistair, <laughs> I feel like this one's a slog. We have done a lot of podcasting today. Yeah, no, no, I don't think it's a slog. See, no? for me, oh, I think this is beautiful. us. This is us excelling. Really? Absolutely. Batting I mean, I ninety think, to hundred. I think hand shoes 
is up there top 15 sketches. It's I mean, up there with Under a Restaurant yeah. and the one from two weeks ago about uh, uh, Jason Statham making uh, pl- dinner plates out of dishwater. Yeah, crank but with joy. <laughs> I listened back to that episode and I laughed out loud a whole bunch. See, look, even Andy supports the podcast. I do, right? Mm-hmm. I love it. I well, love what it does for us and brings us... So much joy. Now, was it ever normal for people to ride pigs? Was that ever a normalized thing? I don't know if it's ever been explored. Now, I know Bart maybe did it in the Simpsons movie. Right. But do pigs have legs in which... I mean, especially those wild, huge... I mean, those big bush pigs. You know those really big ones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those definitely seem like you could at least fit a saddle on them. Well, how about this, right? You get... Pigs who are enormously fat, yeah. right? And they can support their body weight. Mm. Now, if one of those pigs then lost all that weight, right? That's true. Maybe uh, through some crash diet, mm. right? Maybe that Michelle Bridges. Great. Total body yeah. transformation, right? Uh, 12-week body transformation. Anyway, whatever it is. Uh, did that. <laughs> and... Then, but then it's still got all that muscle from carrying around that weight. Of course. You climb on the back of that pig. Yeah. You've Free ride. Got a new beast of burden yeah, right there. Absolutely. And what would be really cool about these, uh, these formerly big bush pigs, mm-hmm. right, is that they would have so much excess skin. Yes. But then it would drape onto the ground. Okay. Right. Hiding their feet. Yes. Making it look like you got yourself a hover pig. And, I mean, we've been wanting a flying car for a long time, mm. but... And, and and people have been wanting, you know, when pigs fly for a long time. For a long time. Now, we're not promising you that this pig flies, but people will think that it at least hovers. As it it's fat, <laughs> excess skin, scrapes along the ground. Mm-hmm. That, for me, is the definition of hovering. Think about it. Though. I haven't looked it up recently. You're in... You're in no, that's what I'm picturing. Look at it. You're in... You know, it's like, but you know, you've seen like, you know, you've seen those movies with a, you know, like a Death Eater or or some kind of like, you know, unearthly creature with a long robe. An apparition robe. of some kind? The yeah. robe. The long robe, right, that, that drags along the ground and you think this thing does not have legs under there. It's right? hovering. It's hovering, right? Now, I don't know if, if that's the case. Yeah. Right? I just think that maybe because... Could just have weird, tiny little legs all at the back of the mm. robe there, all scurrying along. Now th- now, and those are for bipedal creatures, mm-hmm. right? Now, think about how smooth a pig could seem to hover yeah. with four, four legs, legs. Yeah. right? Which increases smoothness. And I mean, skin if you could flaps get, all around. If you could get those skin flaps, let's say, over the side of a millipede. Yeah. Right? If you can get a real fat millipede to lose loads of weight, get, get that fat, that, that excess skin <laughs> to hang over the side, that would be the smoothest hover you could you could Boy. simulate. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> but let's say okay, but but also think about it like this this pig oh this pig God. that's lost all this weight yes. looks like it's hovering. But not only that, you're riding this pig through the desert or the country yes, on, on a country road, right? And and that country road isn't paved, so it th- those that that skin that's on the ground it's picking up dust. It's creating a kind of cloud effect mm. like that, which kind of adds to the mystique. It gives it a magic feel, doesn't it? <laughs> Suddenly, you're the most popular guy in town. <laughs> and just like that, 
I transformed a simple country scene into a fantastical, magical dreamscape. As yeah. I hover in on my dust cloud of pig, now, my pig dust cloud. How long do you think it's going to take before the person who rides that pig becomes mayor of that town? Because... I give it a week at the outside. <laughs> because, look, I know a lot of um, mayoral candidates will drive mm. around with a, with a car mm. with their face on it. Yes. Right? With a, with a thing, uh, speaking out, you know, like their message or whatever. You don't need to say your message. People know exactly who you are. <laughs> they can see you coming from a mile away. Yeah. They, they recognize your gait. Yes. You know, it's like... In when that you don't have one. You don't have one because you're just sitting on a pig. Floating across the ground. And people are going to be like, how did he make that pig so thin? (laughs) I mean... Maybe he he could do that for me. It's not that that dissimilar to, you know, people thinking, well, Donald Trump was Mm. was was a businessman. You know, He's successful. He did that for himself. Imagine what he can do for the country. Well, yes. he th- in this case, you're not even doing it for yourself. You're doing it for others. You're doing it for this porcine creature. <laughs> right? You're making them lose weight. A creature that is stereotypically known <laughs> for its chubbiness. Now, if you can, oh. if you <laughs> if you can break if you can break a pig as eating habits. Yes. Everybody in that town has a chance. I'm so excited. I'm so happy for what this could be. And you know what this is? What is it, Andy? This is like uh, a sort of a cross between um, the pickup artist book. Yep. Right? And Donald Trump's The Art of the Deal. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> this is because the art of the game. <laughs> the art of the game. <laughs> <laughs> or the game of the deal. I don't know. The de- <laughs> uh, I like the art of the game. Yeah, That's great. absolutely got me. This is this is the the book written by the hover pig guy. <laughs> Everybody knows the hover pig guy. He's the hover pig guy. And also a lot of these small towns, people talking about them as one horse towns, right? They've only got room for one horse. <laughs> Nobody ever mentions how much room they have for pigs. No, that's right. But I assume there's at least one vacant pig space. And, and that's where you're going to slot straight on in. And there's no competition for it. So that's why you're <laughs> you're walking straight into that parking spot. <laughs> or are you? Or is your pig walking in? Yeah. Or is it walking at all? Is it hovering? <laughs> that's, the, that's the real question. You're wafting Does it. there even need to be a spot? Could it be just a hole and the pig will just float above it? I think wherever you park your pig. Yeah. No one's putting a ticket on your pig. No. Nobody's going to ticket that pig. No. Uh, the only people you got to fear is the dog catcher or the, you know, the local... Why the dog catcher? Well, you know, because he's the guy... You know, well, you called... think he also catches I th- pigs? I think they're called dog catchers, but they're actually responsible for multiple types of animals. I think if a, if a big bird gets out of hand, it's the dog catcher you got to call. He's not going to know what he's doing. Oh, of course. Of course. Yeah. But he's going to be your one villain. He's going to be one, your one enemy. I don't know if this guy belongs in the Furrow, <laughs> in the Furrow Comics universe. <laughs> the, the guy who, uh, who hovers in on a pig? <laughs> I'd happily slot him into the universe, but I'm also keen for him to have he, his own sketch. Absolutely. He just has yeah. his own sketch. Absolutely. 
That's one of the most fantastical things I've ever heard. Um, um, what a smooth ride. Yeah. You know? Oh, smooth as a Harry's shaver. Smooth as a hover pig. Yeah. That'll, that could be their slogan. I'm having to give that to... Uh, to Harry's? To Harry's. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, if they'll take it. If they'll have us. Mm. Mm. I feel bad for that pig with its uh, skin, its sweaty pig skin sort of mm. dragging along the uh, the dusty dirt. But, but you know, pig yeah. skin does kind of have like bristles on it, which does kind of have like a cleaning effect, mm. at least on the roads. Mm. or you know, if And whoever this guy is, I reckon he keeps his pig clean. Yeah, and he keeps his pig in good condition. And you know? I mean, that look- says a lot about somebody. Like you look at their pig... Mm. You know, you can tell a lot about a guy about about their pig from their pig. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you can tell a lot about a guy's pig from his pig. <laughs> but also, you can tell a lot about a guy from his pig. Yeah, yeah. Um, thank you for that. I'm sorry that I'm such a vacant dust bowl. You're not of a ideas, vacant right? du- dust bowl, Andy. A vacant duck bowl. A vacant duck bowl. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a thing in places where they serve duck. Like in yeah, a vacant duck bowl. Yeah. Yeah? It's, a, it's actually a sad thing in a duck restaurant, unless you're full. I think uh, that... As, as sad as a hungry man's vacant duck bowl. The, <laughs> the, the ducks hanging up mm. in uh, the windows yeah. of Chinese Peking duck restaurants... Yeah is one of the most intense things that I'm confronted with mm. on a daily basis. It's not that far from uh, from the, um, what's that alien that kills people in the, with the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie? Predator? It's like, you know, the Predator, the men and hanging from the trees in that movie? Yep. I remember that kind of hitting me pretty hard as a kid, and it's basically the duck version of that. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, uh, it sends a strong message to... Mm. People walking by, which is we have dead ducks, if that's what you're looking for. Mm. And it sends an even stronger message to ducks. Yeah, you never see a live duck in there. No. They've, I don't I know mean, if they've learned their lesson or if... If it was me, I'd leave one duck alive to, yeah. you know, to tell the story of what happened here. But, but, but uh, this, this shows how serious they are about cooking ducks. Yeah. Is that they don't. If, I mean, either they think about the amount of duck feces that would be in that, in that, in that restaurant. You mean that they've hollowed out of ducks? N- no, no. I just meant if there was one living duck. If there was left one living. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't think that duck would be relaxing, and I don't think that duck would have a single solid shit, even for a bird. Its its shits would be running. This is not a funny idea in any way, mm. but it's definitely an intense idea. Right? Yeah. It's like one of those restaurants where you go along and there's fish or crayfish in mm-hmm. a in a tank. You can point to the one that you want. Yeah. I'll take it out the back and they'll kill it. Yeah. It's that, but it's a duck. Sure. Right? Mm. And it is panicking. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> it's like thrashing around. Oh, they would learn. They would learn to know what that what that point means. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is sorry. To, to this is such a horrible idea. Yeah. Is there any any way in which that could be funny? Like, mm. it's a kind of because because it's doing a, a sort of a parallel style thing. Yeah. Where if you did it with something funny, it'd be funny, right? Yeah. Comedy is very often what if this, but it was this instead, right? Yeah. 
Now I'm doing what if crayfish, but it's a panicking duck. Sure. Right? Is, is Peking duck short for panicking duck? I think so. Yeah. I think, I mean, I don't understand Chinese and it's full, but I think it's just a uh, short version of English. English. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, their let- Chinese alphabet, their letters do look like they've just bunched a whole lot of yeah, English just, letters together. Just take, take a word and kind of like just mash it in just your put head. Put all the letters yeah. into one letter. Yeah, like that. And just go like that. And then you just kind of release it. That's a Chinese it, character. And then you just make about 10,000 of those. Yeah. <laughs> just one for every word. <laughs> you just type all the letters over the top of each other. Yeah. Right? That's There you go. There um, you go. I did now it. Now look, the duck I mean, look, I I I definitely just see that as sad. It's so horrible. How how could we make that funnier? I mean um, I mean, what about this? The plants? What about this? You humans? You, you yeah, I mean, could be could be humans. You go people for people who <laughs> Who Babies. feel bad about picking out a duck mm. to, or no, not a duck, like a fish or a crayfish to eat, mm. right? What if you go in, yeah, and here's a more positive spin on it. Yeah. Costs a little bit more for the customer, mm. but you go in and you point to all the ones that you'd want to release, <laughs> right? So instead of mm. thinking about it as you're eating one crayfish, yeah, think about it as you're releasing nine crayfish. Well, that's I mean, even if you just if you just you pick two, one to die, one to live. So it's kind of like you're doing a good thing, but you're also doing a bad thing. So it kind of just like balances each other out. I I I, li- I like it to be you're not you're not specifically picking the one to eat. Okay, right. You leave that unsaid. Yeah. Right. You're just like. Oh, I see. What I you're feel saying. like releasing some crayfish tonight. Yeah. Honey, do you want to go release some crayfish? Yeah. You go to a restaurant. You you pick nine crayfish to release, and then the one that's left over. It's just not acknowledged that's right. that they take that out the back and then later on you're eating crayfish. Yeah, and what you're doing really is you're paying so that they don't have to kill those crayfish. Yeah. You know, and for your trouble, you're just getting a little bit of crayfish, you know? <laughs> and, and think of the good that you've mm. done. I think yeah. those nine crayfish would be right to thank you. Yeah, and I think it would make – I mean, I guess you could do that with a steak place. You mm. could sort of – Sure, sure, sure. You could, you could – you're paying – to to give like fifteen cows a massage, or their freedom, or oh, is this massage one of those wagyu beef massages? Sure, I'm sure it's still pleasant, <laughs> you know, uh, you know. Or or what about your you're paying one cow to get an office job, right? Great. Is that keep it off the out of the fields, out of the fields, right? Yeah. And you're getting it, and then. I mean, I guess we have already talked about this in the past, but the idea of, you know, uh, you're paying for a guy who helps the cow integrate into society. and um, Yeah. And I think, uh, like, offices, we've discovered that having plants in there is healthy mm. for an office space. And they'll often do, like, a wall of plants, mm. like a living wall, rainforest wall or whatever, ferns, and they'll have pot plants around the place. Mm. Why not a cow? Why not a cow? You know, it's good for the for the atmosphere, brings people together. I feel I've messed up your uh, crayfish idea. No, no, so no, I... what, what, Alistair, not at all. I, th- I personally am really keen on this office cow idea. So it's just an office, it's just a cow in it's the office. It's a cow in the office. Has somebody paid for it to be? I think that possibly, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> somebody just... It doesn't have to be. Like, it could just be an office that's decided to get a cow in. But is the cow just being a cow, like eating grass? I think the cow's like just being a cow, yeah. right? And I think maybe certain people, like, have to milk the cow. It's your turn to milk the cow, mm. that sort of thing. 
Sure, yeah. Right. So it could be like a graphic design studio. Graphic. It, uh, that is exact. That is the perfect location mm. for this cow. Yeah. And and it, it just kind of roams free. Yeah. Around the thing, and yeah. it kind of some like sometimes just comes and licks your face. And yeah. Bumps over a lamp or whatever. Yeah, yeah and you sort of feed it like a handful of cud. And or it whatever. just shits. Everybody's <laughs> got a bowl of cud. You know, next to their mouse or whatever, and yeah, there's just shit on the. It's, I guess it's kind of like a polished concrete floor. I guess that helps. Yeah, you can hose it down. Yeah, yeah, and you can get a hose. Yeah, you can get everybody has a hose now in their in their little standing desk cubicle. Underneath, just got a reel of hose, and you like that. Easy. Yeah, I think that's it's a couple cool. of seconds out of your day. Almost too easy. Is that is that an idea? Office cow. Office cow. Look, I mean, I think it sounds like the kind of thing a bunch of. Um, hipstery kind of, yeah. like, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. um, and uh, and if we filmed it, we would get to hang out with a cow. Great, beautiful. And can we put down release a oh, yeah, release, release releasing crayfish? Um, great. And I'm sorry about the really sad thing that I mentioned with the panicking duck. Panicking duck. That's okay. Yeah, uh, we got um, three words from, from a, a listener. listener. Excellent. Thank you very much to our listener who supports us on Patreon. And Thank you ever so much. You guys. The opportunity to give us three words. Yeah, and to help pay George for um, producing, the, producing podcast. the podcast. And then there's, you know, there's a bit of money for us to uh, put towards maybe a future project. Yeah, yeah. Um, thank you. All right. The three words today come from a uh, very engaged listener. Um, a very connected one of the he's – a, he's a big time – he's a big player – in the listener game. I can't wait to hear who this is. His name is Daniel K. Daniel K. Daniel K. Daniel K. Is active on Twitter and I'm a big fan of Also known as the guy who suggested the theme for the second episode of Two in the... Side Tank. Side Tank. Where we came up with sex toy ideas. Yeah, it was sex toy ideas and he told us not to come up with too many things that give you like, you know, like... Wishy-washy ideas that kind of like, oh, you get a lot of life experience. He's like, you want stuff where you're just shoving it in and out of your body like that. <laughs> I like a man who knows what he wants. And look, and that was, you know, and it was the specificity of that idea that mm. definitely got it ahead, you know, ahead of the the group. Um, and Daniel K uh, might have a podcast of his own, so if he does, I might try and yeah. link to it in the show notes if I remember. Remember, I hope I remember. Sorry yeah. if I didn't remember. And sorry if you don't have a podcast, but maybe you should because you seem like a very funny guy. Absolutely. And podcasts are for funny people. Poss- none of this bloody science, none of this true crime, unless you're being funny about the crime. Yeah, are you being funny about the crime? Be funny about the crime or don't even waste my time. That's, that's basically how I always sum it up. Yep. Um, you're looking at something on your phone, Al. Yeah. What um, are you doing? Well, I was just trying to get something up. Oh, is it like um, a theme song? Uh, no, it was just information, and I guess it's going pretty smoothly. Yeah, getting the information. Oh yeah, it's you know. All uh, in all, I'm the guy for you for filling on this episode. Thank I you. I mean, if you need someone who has nothing to say and is in an empty vessel. So the person who has been filling out our wiki page. Oh, yeah, Jason. Is Jason at Nest Wyoming Jason has been filling out our wiki and is such a great champion legend guy. So if anybody wants to uh, find it, you know, Google like wiki to in the think think tank tank. 
It'll come up. And he's, he's got all the old sketches in there, all sorts of stuff. All categorizing sorts of everything if you need to find stuff. Searchable. Yeah. I can't imagine... The huge amount of work that it yeah. takes to do that. And how good a guy Jason must be in the rest of his life. Absolutely. This is, this is more than giving money yeah. or, or time. This it's is effort. giving time. And effort. Which is worth money. Which is worth money. That's what it is. Absolutely. Thank you very much, Jason. Anyway, back to Daniel Kay and his three words. All right. The three words are wet, wretch, and turd. There's a there's a real theme there. Like it's a, Yeah, well it's it's sticky. It's there's a darkness, there's a dankness to it. It's interesting cuz even without the meaning of those words, they mm. all feel like they belong together. Mm. Wet, wretch and turd. Yeah. It uh, look it it feels like the sketch is set in a sewer. Yeah. It's you know? it, it and it feels like wet, wretch and turd mm. are like three characters. Maybe they're punk rockers mm, that live right? in a sewer. Yeah. And they uh, they uh, they are they punk rockers in that they they listen to punk or they've got their ba- a band? I think they've got a band. Great. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think punk rockers who lived in a sewer. Like if there weren't any mm. in whenever, what, 70s? Was the 70s when punk was really like, when punk was real punk? Yeah. Was that the 70s? I think so. If there weren't punk rockers who lived in a sewer, mm. they absol- there should have been. I think it was. Because they uh, would have been... A little story so about big. them, about, you know, the punk rock lifestyle. We're wet, rich, and turd. Yeah. And we live in this sewer. That's right, yeah. And then sort of, look, I don't know exactly what happens, but I guess there's a small, mm. there's, you know, there's a, a bit about their music. They played their first gig in a sewer, right? Yeah. And, uh, years later, someone uh, has this quote about them. There were many people at that gig, but everyone who was at that gig caught Typhoid. <laughs> yeah, and Everyone who was at that gig went on to catch typhoid. Yeah, and like uh, at the end of the gig, they all passed out from the fumes, <laughs> right? And when they woke up, the indent in the muck on the ground was so comfy, they just decided to live there. They laid there. They never stood up again, and every gig they did was lying down in the filth. Eventually, the filth became them. It flowed over the top, and we had to infer the music from <laughs> the ripples in the shit. And that's how punk, wet, wretch, and turd on, really <laughs> were. And the last gig, uh, all you could see was his ma- uh, was was wet's mouth, <laughs> wet wet mouth, wet's wet mouth sticking barely sticking out of the water when he'd when he'd pull a, a specifically large O vowel sound, water would just pour in and he'd spit it out on the P sounds. <laughs> a lot of a lot of musicians wet they died right, they died choking on their own vomit. But wet, wretch and turd were the only musicians I ever knew who died when they stopped. <laughs> choking on other people's vomit and turds. Anyway, they Dale. died in 24. <laughs> A river of filth. They never really recorded anything. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, sound recording artist was uh, uh, was 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 willing to bring their equipment out there. You know the line from Rotla Casbah, "Trouble in the sewers." A lot of people thought that was reference to the Suez Canal. Is that is that in that song? No, that's we didn't start the fire. Trouble in the sewers. Still, that can be fun. Anyway, can. that was a reference to wet, wretch and turd and the trouble they had surviving <laughs> in the sewer what they died in. It was the best week of gigs I've ever <laughs> seen. <laughs> a lot of people think that the rock and roll lifestyle was unhealthy when you were doing coke all day and heroin all night. But I've never seen a more unhealthy lifestyle than that lived by wet, wretch and turd and that week that they were in that sewer. <laughs> My uh, microbiome still hasn't recovered <laughs> from those awesome gigs. <laughs> Songs? No, I can't remember any of them. <laughs> I'm not even sure there was some. <laughs> Just some sort of splashing about. Uh, Johnny Sodden, uh, we used to call him. Uh, the uh, the Wretch Pistols. Uh, and the... Turd Holes? The Turd Holes as well. Yeah, that's what we called them as well. So they each had... They all had... Each performer had their own band name. (laughs) (laughs) That was all their solo careers that they did in the second half of the week. Of course, there was a lot of conflict because the other members were still present as the others were trying to break off and start their own. They were the first band to perform all their solo stuff simultaneously (laughs) on stage. And while it was never really acknowledged, you could tell that they were trying different things. <laughs> I mean, Wretch, I'm pretty sure, died very early on in the week. <laughs> and the gurgling was just from sort of gases escaping the holes in his body. But that came to define their sound. <laughs> but to be honest... His solo stuff was the stuff I enjoyed the most. Oh, it was the, the most f- listenable. <laughs> <laughs> All right. In a traditional way. Okay, so there you go, Daniel Kay. Thanks for that. And thanks, everybody else, for putting up with me on the rest of this podcast. And, and me on the rest of all the podcasts. Uh, we ding-a-ding-a-ding-a-ding. Uh, oh, wait, we got to just come out. Then we have to read. we got to read all the sketches. Read all the sketches. Cake in the lungs. I mean, this is the Faro Comics universe that we've just started. Yeah. I'm not sure what the name Faro yet. Yeah, I, don't, I think we were closer to it with something else. With um, with Mind Trench? Mind Trench. Mind Trench. Yeah. All right, no Mind Trench. Plow. The eye plow. <laughs> <laughs> like an internet product that plows. I was thinking E-Y-E, but yeah, whatever. E-Y-E, eye plow. Yeah, that's what... Carves the mine trench. It's the eye oh, plow. The eye plow. Mm. I plow mine trench. <laughs> oh. uh, anyway, we got that. Then we got the uh, the hand shoes. Yeah, the hand shoes, which are a great product. Uh, That's right. They allow for better parenting and business decisions. Uh, sort of bringing some of that that paleo stuff back into yep. modern day, removing that use of hands, which we used to be sort of 
taken up by holding rocks and muck mm. and things like that. Mm. Well, uh, you know, a lot of the time in your, your Doctor Whos mm. and your Star Treks, right, uh, there'll be some line to the effect that it's your humanity that is your weakness, mm. right? And they're usually referring to, uh, you know, your kindness and your empathy and that sort of thing. Yeah. But another aspect of humanity is our opposable thumbs. Absolutely. Right? And I think we're just removing that. Which mm-hmm. is another kind of weakness. Kindness isn't the only aspect of humanity no. that could hold us back. Right. You know? Being able to grasp a spoon. That's another yeah. one. An ass that has closed cheeks. That's... <laughs> you know? That, you know, that rests within cl- a closed cheek system. Something that's holding us back. Well, I mean, it's just something very human. Do you think oh, it's a closed cheek system? An aspect of you, I guess. I don't. I don't think I've ever seen any ever, other animal. Any other animal have butt cheeks? I don't think so. Fuck, Alistair. I don't know if I've ever heard this discussed as the thing that truly separates us from the animals. Yeah. But if that's what it turns out to be, now that we're finding out that plants can communicate, mm. right, and crows can. Play tra- uh, pranks on each other. Yeah, or connect four. Connect, yeah, that too. Yeah. Right? I think the closed-ass butt cheek might be all we've got left. Absolutely. And and it's not like that's going to be one of those things where we're going to find out 100 years down the road that we never realized that all animals actually had their own <laughs> Actually, crows closed, have got a closed-ass yeah, butt, closed butt cheek. No, no, this is us. No, no, no. It's one of the first we things got you notice about an animal. This is actually rock solid. <laughs> and then we discover like a... A crab. Yeah, a crab with just like a just a, <laughs> a human a ass. Tight ass. Just a tight closed ass. <laughs> like a peach. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> you know, like like cause monkeys have that ass that's just like right there. It's, it's like whole like like an open face. world. Yeah. Right? It's like one of those houses that opens right onto the footpath. Onto the street <laughs> from before they built the road. Yeah. Oh, it's crazy. <laughs> What are you doing? <laughs> Give a bit of space between you and the rest of the world. Uh, People walking by can just bang on your window. Yeah, uh. that's an analogy that I'm enjoying. <laughs> Is that because we don't have a tail? Do you think that? Do you think that the like the butt cheeks really do the job of the tail in but being like able it's to like cover a protective our, yeah. kind of thing? Maybe. Yeah. Right. Lost the tail. Our, our ass folded in on itself. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. I would have loved to have seen that. Like. Where's the missing piece between the open ass and the closed ass like this, mm. where there's just this kind of like like valley ass, mm. like this kind of just like open, this like this flying V ass <laughs> where it's almost like it's almost like a cone. <laughs> so <laughs> it's almost like a cone, like like the ear, like, the, you know, the ear so that you're accepting. It's almost, it's like got the op- obviously these people died. These creatures died out. Yeah, because right. it was just the ass was too welcoming. The funnel, <laughs> the funnel ass. Anyway, I'm just I'm just saying. I got a funnel to me tunnel. <laughs> All right, that was a funny laugh. Um, Spider Man from the point of view of window cleaners. That's a sketch. Yeah, uh, that is got, a sketch. We got weight loss pig mayoral <laughs> candidate, which is the hover pig guy. That is that is just an example of just how far Alastair can go <laughs> if he's not having any help at all. <laughs> if you wanted to know where Al could, how far he'll go. Yeah. Like that song in Moana, right? That was your ocean-going exploration. That was your equivalent of the... <laughs> if Annie doesn't, doesn't, doesn't step in Of the oceanic peoples discovering 
uh, Fiji. I found out that my people, actually, like my my his, you know in, my ancestors were all people who took sketches too far. <laughs> they took we they took bad ideas too far. That's the Easter and, Island. And then my dad, who was like. You never go beyond acceptability. Yeah. Like you never go beyond, you know, the reef. What Andy seems to think is okay. Yeah, exactly. And uh, and then I and I went beyond because it felt like the sketch was asking me to do it. Yeah, it was the, calling to the, you. The, the sketch had chosen me as a to, when I was a toddler. You come back to the water every single time. The sketch. The sketch. The, 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 the water is a sketch. Yeah, the water is a sketch. The water sketch. Mm. The one that we wrote about that philosopher who said that everything was water. Remember yeah, that? Thales. Thales, yeah. Love that guy. Um, then we got uh, The Office Cow. <laughs> <laughs> and that's an example of just how far Andy won't go. No, look, you went somewhere with no. it. You know? It's in there. It's a cow. It's in a weird place. That's funny. And the, you know, and it's, it's, an those, it's the idiots who just accept it and think that it's better for them. Yeah, it helps to moisturize the atmosphere. You know, and then and then out, you know, the outer city people can't make fun of us for not having this kind of country lifestyle connections. You know, like mm. we live with a cow at work. At work, <laughs> and it's uh, every week. It's somebody. It's like the hamster at school. Mm. Every week, Someone's somebody's turn it. to take the cow home yeah, on the weekend. Exactly. It's my turn with the cow. I mean, most most landlords say no cats and dogs. Mm. I mean, they say pet. They don't say no cattle. No. It's not a, it's not a pet. <laughs> I've got you. This is for eating. It's a loophole. <laughs> um, it's a domesticated beast. <laughs> beast is a great word. Beast. Um, never think I mean, of a cow as a beast. No, but imagine that in um, Beauty in, and the Beast in if X- it had been a cow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was thinking of in X Men. There's Beast, but what about domesticated Beast? <laughs> then there's releasing crayfish. That's mm. when you get to actually give you know. And then during the meal, I guess you kind of pat each other on the back and think yeah. back and think about. What all the crayfish will do with their time? <laughs> Talk now. about what they're doing yeah. with their time. I guess if you if, if you were given like a kind of if like one of them was mounted with a webcam, you could see what they're up to and what they're doing with their freedom. That's really nice. Mm. Oh, you'd feel so good. Yeah. Except for that webcam. Check that they in have to with the cow. <laughs> and then there's the punk rockers, wet wretch, and turd who have to live in lived in a sewer. And had I'm actually I'm really happy yeah. about that idea. <laughs> yeah. And I wasn't unhappy with my accent. No. I think he did really well. And that was, you know, that's an era. That's a very specific era. I just with, pushed it. You yeah, know? you pushed it. Yeah. It, it, and it was evocative of like, you know, yeah. of those, you know, those old band stories. Mm. Yeah. Thanks, Al. Thank you so much for listening to Two in the Think Tank. You can find um, us on Twitter. Good God. At Two in Tank. I'm at Alistair TB. I'm at Stupid Old Andy. You can send give us a review on iTunes if you want. That'd be real nice. Not this episode, but one of the good ones. Uh, look, I think there was a lot of fun in here. Oh, when, when, so. when, when things don't go well, I think sometimes people like that. Okay. Harrys.com forward slash Think Tank. That'll yeah. support the show as well. You know, you can, you can try and force people to listen to the podcast. That would mean so much. <laughs> you know... 
we don't. I don't think we have enough sort of over sixty fives. If you could convince, if you if you that's work a at, real untapped market for podcasts in general. Yeah, if you if we could get old folks homes, you know, get mm. put them on while people are trying to go to sleep. Yep. You know. Yep. These people have heard everything. So what we're saying is just going to be repetition of the same old stuff for them. Yes. But it's we kind of have soothing tones to our You know voices. what? I reckon for old people in nursing homes, this could be one of the few things that isn't repetition of the same old stuff. <laughs> you know, I reckon there's a good chance that a lot of this stuff they haven't heard before. Yeah. I guess they would, they would be happy to know that people are getting cows in their offices. Yeah, that kind of thing. You know? oh, I don't understand the world anymore. Yeah. Uh, which one of these do you think fish, uh, I mean, not fish, but ants would like? I think ants would like cows in offices. Yeah, I think they'd I think... be like cow shit and stuff that they can get for their habitat. Get for their habitat, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and I think that they'd appreciate not being the only animal that is farmed inside the human environment, That's the ant true, farm. That's true, yeah. I think they would hate the hand shoes because I imagine they don't like regular shoes. Yeah, they're getting stomped on. Yeah, they're getting stomped on. I think if there's more hands on... On the ground and rubber. Totally. That's, that's kind of, we're doubling the limbs on the ground. That would suck. But I reckon cake lung, if ants could get cake out of the atmosphere, mm. that would be incredible for them. Especially those big tall ants with the white, you know, the big term, white ants with those big termite mounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all about air, getting air in there. They could, they would not even have to leave. I think there are some that like collect moisture from dew in the desert. Yeah. Now imagine if they could also connect, collect cake sugar, the same way. Sugar, yeah. You know. Wheat and sugar and, and frosting. What if Coca-Cola just pumped sugar into the atmosphere and it was a news service mm. and we somehow got charged for it, right? Oh, no. So, like, no, but I guess it would mean you don't have to eat, right? Okay. So it's just like another thing, mm. right, that is just, like, provided now what if it's by like your vitamin, council you know, rates. Like Coca-Cola owns, like, vitamin water or something yeah. like that. They I'm just, sure they'd do a deal where yeah. they just pump it into the atmosphere. And you go, oh, I actually don't need to eat anymore. i hungry. I just kind of absorb I've vitamins. been breathing so much today. Yeah. I've had a, I had a real good breath yeah. at lunchtime. So. My lungs are so full. Yeah. I couldn't breathe another bite. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, we love you. you. Listen to Primates, the podcast with Matt Stewart. Yeah. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.